and uh, following on um, on Anne's uh, uh, talk yesterday on uh, investigation and exploration, I just wanted to say a few words on one aspect of our reality that is happening and that we can become particularly interested in if we want to, uh, something that we can make stand out uh, with our um, interest uh, and that has a, a lot of significance in, uh, in our life as human beings is uh, what we call um, uh, the feeling tone is the, the word, the expression we use to talk about that particular aspect of uh, experience. So for a human being, when there is an, an, an experience happening, so something heard, seen, tasted, thought, uh, felt, uh, there's this particularity that an, um, a stimulus will come with a tonality of pleasantness or unpleasantness, or neither one or the other, neutral. And, uh, and so every uh, experience that we have come with this tonality. And we're invited to uh, become uh, attuned to that, maybe to uh, uh, at least uh, recognize it uh, when it's active, when we can really feel it, to recognize this is what's happening. Oh, this is pleasant. This is a pleasant uh, stimulus. Because check this out. Is that true? Have you seen this being true in your life? Often for human beings, when the experience is pleasant, not all the time, and that's what we want to be aware of in real time, that's meditations, to see it as we're doing the asanas, as we're uh, walking, as we're sitting, if the, when there's a phenomena that happens, and sometimes when it's pleasant, the mind goes like, ah, precious... You know, it wants to acquire, yeah? It wants to keep. It starts having a troubled relationship with the pleasure because suddenly it fears that it's not going to stay or it starts uh, appropriating. This is my fun today. Don't, you know. You know, you're sitting here, you're all quiet and then somebody sneezes. How dare you break <laughs> my pleasant state of mind. You know, and so we can become really unstable uh, when we encounter pleasure. Not all the time, but that's would be the exploration today. Oh, how is this mind in relation to pleasure? A pleasant taste. Oh my God, I need the recipe. Or how many of these cookies are left? You know, <laughs> can I? Is it? Can I, in a socially acceptable way? reach another one, <laughs> you know, without looking too greedy or this or that, yeah? Uh, and so we, like this, and so, see, you might find that you're sitting here and you're unable to meet the present because it's not that pleasant nor unpleasant, it's neutral, so you don't know what to do with this and you tend to go towards fantasy, ah, pleasant possible of the future, or the past, melancholy, oh back then when I was with my cat you know and now I'm stuck here on this cushion you know I want my cat back you know I'm playing a little bit with this but we know this, it involves a lot in our life a lot of our suffering and misery uh, 
is related to that. So that's why we want to become very investigative, very, very aware, very interested. Oh, let me see the next time I get stuck about pleasure, you know. So a habitual way for human beings to meet uh, what is unpleasant is to push it away, to freak out, to get bugged, to, uh, you know, um, lash out, uh, implode, uh, fall into despair, uh, you know, think something is wrong, you know. And so today we'll have a few uh, chances to experience, like how are we able to experience displeasure? Displeasure. The example that comes to mind was from a conversation uh, yesterday, so it'll be a little, uh, it's probably going to be jarring, but uh, it might be, but uh, well, that will be a way to explore unpleasantness. uh, I was saying in a group yesterday that um, uh, in this uh, nation, there's a big problem of racism that is happening. And so the conversation about racism is usually an unpleasant conversation to have and uh, if we're unable to be with unpleasant that we freak out fall apart get defensive attack uh, etc then the conversation is never going to happen really in a significant way so just to see that the pleasant unpleasant is at many levels yes it's with cookies but it's also with things that are you know extremely uh, vital like uh, related to violence and, uh, and uh, unrightful death, if that's uh, an expression. And so what we're doing here, paying attention, exploring unpleasant, is for us to be stable human beings that can actually allow uh, unpleasantness in the system so that we can still stay awake, caring, honest, courageous, courageous, etc., so the investigation we're doing here is extremely meaningful. Um, human beings, when the stimuli, stimuli, is that the word? Stimuli, is neither pleasant nor unpleasant, you would think, oh, so no problem anymore. You know, it's, usually it's a problematic, it can be problematic for human beings because they get confused. There's nothing happening, you know? And we hear this in the practice as teachers, people will come and say, a retreatant will come and say, there's nothing happening in my practice, what am I doing wrong? It's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. Like, oh, that might be uh, an experience of peace, of non-struggle. And maybe it's hard to bear, <laughs> you know, for a mind that is hooked on solving problems, so looks for the unpleasant, or wants... Uh, comfort and pleasure so it's actually very delicate work to actually be with the neutral when there's not much happening and not freak out in a way you know like there should be more why is it you know so that's the exploration to see and see here during the day as you sit walk uh, do the yoga eat there will be this uh, that's a river that we can't stop that's one of the rivers of the human experience. There's always a river of pleasure, displeasure, and neutrality. 
So you're sitting there, it's neutral, suddenly there's a bang, it's unpleasant, the mind's uh, become, uh, I don't know, friendly, benevolent, and oh, it feels pleasant. You know, there's a taste, it's pleasant, then it's gone, it's unpleasant. So it fluctuates like this. An image that the Buddha used was uh, the image of the bubble when he talked about uh, pleasure, displeasure, and neutrality. He said, this is uh, pleasure, displeasure is like a a very uh, ephemeral experience, like a bubble. And so notice this, when you have a pleasant experience, a few seconds after, or the next day, or where is that experience? Wow. It's absolutely ephemeral. When it's there, it's so feelable, so experienceable, so existing. And when, once it's gone, it's so not there. Huh? I don't know, think of a taste you enjoyed yesterday. When it was there, it was so incredibly there. And then later, it's so not there. Or a beautiful encounter with somebody you love. There's this meeting, and later you're somewhere else. And this thing is not accessible anymore. It's not there. Or a beautiful thought, or a painful one, or an emotion. Some emotions are pleasurable. And suddenly, whoops, it changes. You know, wow. And so there would be a lot to say around this, but these are just a few words for us to bring this maybe in our exploration. When it, uh, maybe when it becomes more palpable, it's not always what's at the foreground, you know. But uh, like now, for example, we could become aware of this. How is it? How is it in the heart? Maybe uh, for some of us, the mind is really quiet and spacious might be slightly agreeable or you might have a little kind of a stress for some reason am I going to be able to discover all this I have to take care of all these bubbles you know maybe it's a little unpleasant to be in this psyche or heart can that be okay can that be known can that be allowed this unpleasantness or maybe it's neither one or the other could that be okay? That's a kind of an extreme sport. To be in a moment where there's no pleasure or displeasure. I'll say one last little thing. At the time of the Buddha, there was one woman, wise woman, very, very respected by the Buddha and people around her and Damadina and uh, and she said a bunch of things around that particular aspect of our experience and one thing one thing that I so I'm paraphrasing here uh, I don't have the exact words she says but she said something like uh, she was actually meeting her ex-husband she was now uh, living in the forest and practicing and she gave a few instructions to her ex and she said, uh, he asked her about feeling tone. And she said, well, one, one of the things she said was, uh, pleasure, when it ends, it's, uh, it's uh, unpleasant. 
this pleasure, when it ends, it's pleasant. And then she said, a neutral um, phenomena, neutral that are received, perceived, experienced as neutral, when they're met without mindfulness, I'll say it in these words today, when it's met without presence, without quality attention, usually it's felt as unpleasant. And neutral experiences, when they're met with great care and presence, often they'll turn slightly pleasant. So that's for investigation, as uh, Anne was talking yesterday. That's a good exploration to see. The way I've seen it to be true in my life is that when I started the practicing and they invited me to put attention on my uh, breath, the breath was neutral for me. And so I was getting all agitated and doubtful and all the five hindrances were coming up. What am I doing here? I want to be somewhere else where it's fun, you know. I don't want to be with the breath. There's nothing happening. and It creates anxiety in me, you know. And as I learned to calm my mind and pay attention and get closer to experience, suddenly an in-breath was just an interesting event. It was a full event. Slightly pleasant. Or silence was not leading to confusion and doubt and all kinds of difficult, afflictive emotions. Silence or not much happening was leading to peace and ease and appreciation. So that is extremely powerful. This is this practice, how we can free ourselves in unpleasant experience, free ourselves in pleasant experience, and free ourselves in neutral experiences. Shall we explore this a little bit? Okay. And so the value system is changing. So we're not uh, hooked looking for pleasure and trying to avoid displeasure. We're actually wanting to meet it all. Even maybe there's a slight, uh, it could be a slight curious joy. Like, wow, I wonder how I'm going to be able to be. Or I, how I could be in the middle of the next little pleasure hit or unpleasant uh, passage. So we don't need to go and find anything, we're just available, receptive, allowing things to be experienced, whatever it is. It's a chance we're discovering that there's a body here sitting. It's breathing. This body is hearing, sensitive to sound and vibrations.
there's a texture or an ambiance, we could say, of the heart. Maybe it's sweet and soft and benevolent in there, or maybe it's a little contracted in there. Maybe it's neutral. So we become interested in the tone, in the mind. Is it a pleasant environment to be in right now or unpleasant? Or neither pleasant nor unpleasant can become aware of this and see if we can allow that to be just like this right now in the heart in the body if it's pleasant one wise natural reaction we have or response we have often is to rejoice something is pleasurable, we can maybe know it fully and appreciate it. It's the opening of the heart. Capacity to meet pleasantness and be nourished. Allow it to come and to go. And meeting the difficult, maybe the heart can open and compassion can arise care so we're not depleted by the unpleasantness if what's happening is rather neutral we might develop our capacity to remain present, to not abandon, not dismiss. Sometimes these feeling tones are not uh, clear, not obvious, but the sensations themselves are, the hardness, the movement, the coolness or the warmth. We can know that directly.
you might notice the experience of a displeasure or pleasure in one area of your body, in one uh, sensation that is unfolding. Becoming conscious, oh, pleasurable, oh, unpleasant, unpleasant. or in the mood, or in emotion that is present, or qualities of mind present. Maybe there's calm, or maybe there's fear. Notice the pleasant or unpleasant tone, or neutral tonality of that mood, or attitude of mind that is present right now. You might notice a thought pop in your mind. Some clearly will be unpleasant thoughts and some will be pleasant thoughts. Many will be maybe neutral, neither pleasant nor unpleasant. You're invited to feel this, not so much think about it, but feel feel, get to know the experience of pleasure if it's there, or displeasure, or neutrality, intimate. If you can't find that it's pleasant nor unpleasant, it's probably because it's neutral. Some things are slightly pleasant and some things are very pleasant, slightly unpleasant. Notice the fluctuations, if you want, if you're interested.
notice if the experience of the bell is felt as pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. Notice if there is reactivity to the unpleasant (laughs) or if the mind is able to. (laughs) Okay, so that could be one of the ways um, you can explore reality today. It might show up, it might disappear for a while. You you might be exploring something else and suddenly it will reappear. Oh my God, this is so unpleasant what I just, I don't know, heard or a situation I'm in inwardly or outwardly and see if you can uh, allow it to be felt. So this, this, there's a revolution in there. So instead of fearing, rejecting, so that's, that's a hard life to always look for pleasure and uh, avoid displeasure. It's exhausting life. And so there's a revolution here to say, hey, it's going to happen. It's the, the winds of life. And so how can I meet this and find the capacity to be? Uh, with, with these, this is what we call practice. It's usually over a few decades, maybe lifetimes. Um. And one way that it could show up is that uh, you'll notice your mind goes back to something of the past. It might not be because it was pleasant, it might be because there was an ephemeral event that happened that was unpleasant, and of course, it's natural the mind got hooked on it, you know. And it might be something that somebody said many years ago in 78, you know, and you'll be walking, walking, and suddenly because there's neutrality, or I don't know what are the conditions that make it possible, but you're just walking and suddenly, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> you know, I actually don't remember exactly what you said, but I... That ephemeral moment of unpleasantness I, I don't know about the ephemerality of it. I don't have that wisdom. <laughs> Just hook on it, and I'm chewing on it, you know, and I'm cherishing it, you know. And so the practice, and I'm 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 not being judgmental here, like I'm describing my own mind, you know. And uh, the practice here is to recognize the ephemerality of these uh, experiences. They're ephemeral. They come and they go, and to uh, be able to notice this. So how do we do this? By paying attention here and live in, in reality, experiencing how a taste appears and disappears, being impressed by that and not missing the disappearance of the displeasure. Yeah? And so it becomes extremely precious because it's ephemeral, but also there's wisdom. We know that things arise and pass. And so when we do this here, if it's done with really great care, insight is, um, what's the word in English? It's, uh, it's uh, in, in uh, oh, usually I do find it. It's, uh, it's uh, today I think I want. <laughs> insight is, um, like you can have a, 
the nature of insight is that you can have one experience of, of uh, seeing the experiencing fully the ephemeral nature of one little event, a step, a taste, and you'll understand that's how strong an insight can be, is that you'll understand that this step was ephemeral, but suddenly you'll understand that everything is. This is what insight is, like in this beautiful poem where a nun at the, at the time of the Buddha also, she says, all day I sit, I walk, I pay attention as I uh, do this and do that activity. And at night, I was so present that when I blew the flame of the lamp, I deeply understood that everything was ephemeral. So, that's why we pay attention here to these little feeling tones. They might not seem so important, because they're just a moment in the day, but they actually carry the whole of our experience. They're the doorway to the whole of our experience. Okay, so beautiful day for practice today. The secret of practice, continuity. Not abandoning, not forcing. And so I invite you to be really attentive as you stand and as you go to the bathroom and do what you do. Don't become habitual or be really ca careful. That's the, that's the secret. If you want this to work, try to be as constant as possible. Today is a good day to do that. Not more constant, not more con have more continue, but as much as possible. Be really careful with this day. It's going to be gone before you know it even if it looks eternal, you know. Okay. Thank you so much. Now groups and uh, walk. Thank you.